0: City Police, South Division. Please. Please come quickly. There's a cab and it's just parked on the street and, and
1: Hang on, lady. Can you tell me where you are? Um I'm at Flanagan's, the diner.
2: Sure, I know it. Down on Profile Boulevard. Great coffee.
1: Yeah, um, you, you need to send someone. Now, what seems to be the problem with the cab? Is it illegally parked? No, no, there's someone in it. Okay. Uh, what's this person doing that's concerning you? There.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, Are you okay, miss?
3: There. There. There what? They're mm-hmm. dead.
1: Is there anyone else there, miss? No. No one. There's just... just the body.
3: What about the cab driver? Are they around?
1: No. No, the body... It is
4: the cab driver. Angie? Angie? Angie. Angie. Do you copy? Angie? Are you out there? Anywhere?
0: Yeah. I hear you, Bravo Four. I hear you.
4: Angie. I'm so sorry. Why didn't you tell me?
0: I don't know, Joe. It just doesn't work like that. But still.
4: I always wanted to meet you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know, Joe.
4: I always thought we'd go for that beer. Now, we never will.
0: Oh, I don't know about that, Joe. Maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. I
4: suppose maybe one day. But there's another thing I don't get. Well... A lot of things, really. But there's one in particular.
0: What's that, Joe?
4: Why me, Angie? And why now?
0: I don't know, Bravo 4. I called out. And you were the one who finally answered. I guess you must be special.
4: Oh, knock it off, Angie.
0: Isn't that my line?
4: Come on, there's nothing special about me.
0: Well, I think we'll see about that, Joe. (laughs) Either way, you're the only one who can help me now.
4: Me? What can I do?
0: I need to know who it was.
4: You don't remember?
0: I never saw him. It was dark.
4: So, so what do you remember?
0: I remember I was outside Flanagan's, waiting for Adam to come out. It was gonna be my last fare. I wanted to say goodbye before he found out I'd had the baby.
4: Lucy, the baby was Lucy wasn't she
0: yeah yeah lucy oh lucy i wish i'd gotten to know her better
4: then sykes got in the cab
0: someone got in the cab but it couldn't have been him he wouldn't do something like that
4: how can you be sure
0: There was a scent. What sort of scent? Kinda. kinda like bubblegum? Bubblegum? Yeah. I felt something around my neck. I tried to grab it, but they pulled it tight. I couldn't. I tried to fight back, but I. I couldn't reach them.
4: <sighs> then what?
0: I started to black out. I remember thinking I'd never get to say goodbye to Adam or to see Lucy grow up. And then there was the bubblegum.
4: And after that?
0: And then, well, and then I was here. Oh
4: Angie, I'm so sorry.
0: That's okay, Bravo for. It wasn't your fault.
4: (laughs) Look, I met a detective. He was on your case. Detective Johnson.
0: I never met him, but he sounds sort of familiar.
4: He said you'd been doing some extra jobs for a guy called Fat Tony.
0: Yeah, that's right. Tony. Why?
4: On those jobs, did you ever see anything a bit fishy
0: that was the only thing I saw on those jobs but I needed the cash for the move and for Lucy
4: turns out Tony runs a barbershop now down on Palermo Boulevard I can see what he's got to say for himself ask him what he was doing that night
0: no Joe don't do that
4: why not he could be the guy
0: It's not worth it. He's dangerous, Joe. He's a dangerous man.
4: Isn't that the point? Besides, I can look after myself.
0: I mean it. And if you get on the wrong side of Fat Tony, we might be meeting sooner than you think. You need to be careful, Joe.
4: And the Westmans, how about them?
0: Well, well, if it was them, they wouldn't have gotten their hands dirty themselves. And you poke around that family, and you'll never work in Eden again.
4: So? Maybe it's time for a change of scene anyway.
0: Eden's all you know, Joe. And you know all of it. That's why I know you'll find something out, Joe. Maybe that's why you heard my call.
4: But I don't know what to do.
0: You'll think of something, Joe.
4: How can you be sure? Sure.
0: I just... am.
4: Say, do you know anything about an
0: apple? This is Eden, Joe. Apples have always meant trouble in Eden. You should know that.
4: No, I I mean, there was a half-eaten apple in the back of your cab. Could it have been there a while?
0: No way! You sure? I always clean my cab out between fares, in case anyone's left something.
4: Me too. What about Sykes? Did he like an apple?
0: Yeah, sometimes. He'd always take a bite or two and then leave the rest. Really? Ugh. It used to drive me crazy.
4: Say, Angie, let me get back to you.
0: You got some ideas? Maybe. You see? I knew you would have.
4: I'll be in touch, okay?
0: Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere, Joe.
4: Take care, Angie.
0: You too, Joe.
4: Bravo, Far?
1: Tracy Tierman will be reporting to you live from the Westman Theater this evening, home of the annual westman Psych Gala. Traffic's already a little congested in the area, but no need to worry because you won't miss any of tonight's gossip if you stay with us right here on 1180 WEDN. Meantime, we've got paradise found from the eternal strangers.
4: Detective Johnson? You home, Detective? Sorry to bother you, Detective. I really do appreciate this. Hi there, Joe. So tell me about this hunch of yours again. You got the photos? I got them right here waiting for you. I had to pull a few favors from the boys in the evidence room. I can tell you it took them a while to find them. Wow. We're not complete amateurs, you know. I didn't mean... That's okay. You found the apple then? Yeah, it was still in my trash can. Let's see it. Hmm. Well, I never... So what do you think now? The bite marks look identical. I'll give you that. See this irregular incisor shape? A complete match, I'd say. And you still don't think this is enough evidence? Look, it's a hell of a coincidence, I'll give you that, but it's not a fingerprint. There's still no way they're going to open a cold case based on this. No, I figured that. But I think it might just be good enough to make my plan work. Your plan... I hope it doesn't involve the commitment of any felonies, Joe. Well, it might involve disabling an automobile just for one evening. Does that sound illegal? Well, I'm not a cop anymore, so I guess I'm not qualified to say. No, I guess not. Anything I can do to help?
1: And now let's go to Tracy Tierman outside the Westman Theater. Thanks, Dick. There's such a buzz down here. We're still waiting for the Sykes to arrive. And, of course, everyone is wondering just what sort of creation Sylvie Sykes will be wearing this year. We'll be sure to be right back as soon as she gets here. So stay tuned for all of this evening's action right here on WEDN Radio. Back to you, Dick. Thanks, Tracy. Sounds like a real party down there, and it looks like the weather will stay nice for the gala this evening and through the night. Clear skies with a low of 67 tomorrow. Highs of 88 with the possibility of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Stay right here for more news and on-the-scene coverage of the Westman Gala. Ah.
2: Typical. Car wouldn't start. We've been ages trying to get a cab. And even then, Sylvie's still finishing her hair, but she'll be out in a minute. That's okay, bud. It'll give us a chance to get reacquainted. Sorry, do I know you?
4: Not exactly. I'm just a cab driver.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you drove me the other day to Geno's. That's right, pal. I did. Hey, look, I'll be frank. Sylvie prefers to travel in silence. That's okay. We can do this quick if you prefer it that way. Do what?
4: <laughs> look,
2: what's this all about? You remember Angie. Evie? Of course I do. But we don't need to talk about her in front of Sylvie. She's in a bad enough mood as it is.
4: Or would you rather not mention her because of who killed her? What
2: are you talking about? No one knows who killed her. I think we do, Mr. Sykes. Oh, really? Well, Who did it then? You did, Mr. Sykes. You did. What? Don't be ridiculous. I loved her. I know. Which is why you couldn't bear to be without her. Yeah, that's absurd. I went through all of this with the police at the time. Can can we get another cab?
4: I thought you didn't like cabs anymore. Too many bad memories. I can see why now. Look pal, is this some sort of sick joke? What if I told you I had hard evidence that you were in the back of Angie's cab that night? You...
2: You can't have. Go back inside dear, we're getting another taxi.
3: We can't, Adam, we'll be late.
2: Late? (laughs) That's right, coming from you.
3: What's all this about, anyway?
2: Okay, well, you know what? This man's crazy. Well,
4: Mrs. Sykes, it's like this. I was just telling your husband about what really happened to Angie, to Angela Evelyn.
3: Oh, we don't have to rake up that hussy again, do we? I thought we were well rid of her.
2: Look, dear, you don't need to listen to all this nonsense. I know you're not interested anyway.
4: I don't know. Maybe she is. What's that supposed to mean? Well, it seems... I owe you an apology, Mr. Sykes.
2: Yeah, well, that's for sure.
4: Because it wasn't you who killed Angie.
2: Of course it wasn't. It was your wife. Oh, come on. That's even crazier. She couldn't do anything like that. She can't even file her own nails. But it's true, isn't it, Mrs. Sykes?
4: You murdered that beautiful young woman to make sure your future husband could never go back to her.
2: Hey, look, pal, you shut your mouth.
3: Yes. Yes, I did. And good riddance to her. Sylvie? Can we go to the ball now? They'll be serving canapés in a few minutes.
2: Sylvie, what are you saying?
3: I'm saying that you, me, and the rest of Eden are better off without some jumped-up little strumpet who had ideas above her station.
2: But you killed her?
3: And then there was a child to consider. What child? The girl. What was she called again?
4: Lucy. She's called Lucy.
3: (laughs) Whatever. I know she hadn't told you she was pregnant. But there are benefits in having your name on the maternity wing at St. Jude's.
2: I've got a daughter? That's her. She's been trying to get in touch.
3: to throw away one of my best silk scars. (laughs) The Hermes. I got it in Paris. Do you remember? But why? Forensics, dear? You can be so stupid sometimes.
2: I mean, why did you kill her?
3: She was a threat. A threat to us, to the business, to my family. You never could see that, could you?
2: She was a taxi driver.
3: Exactly. Maybe I should have killed the brat, too, to keep things clean.
2: She's my daughter. She was our daughter.
3: Speaking of taxi drivers, how did you know it was me, anyway?
4: Uh, Huh? (laughs) Bubblegum.
3: What about it?
4: Your cologne. Smells like bubblegum.
3: Bubblegum? It's cacherelle.
4: It still smells like bubblegum to me. And that's what Angie told me she smelled that night.
1: What?
2: How could...
3: I still remember how she struggled as I tightened the knot. She was quite a fighter, but I rather enjoyed that bit, if I'm honest. I even left one of Adam's half-eaten apples in the back, just so he'd get a bit of attention from the police.
2: My God. You're a monster.
3: <laughs> I thought it might take your mind off things. I didn't want you grieving around the house like some lovesick puppy. But they never connected the dots. It seems our driver's one step ahead of them. Now, can we go, please? I'm ravenous.
2: Sure. We can go straight to the police station.
3: Oh, don't be ridiculous. There's no evidence left now. You can't testify against me because we're married. The driver here is the only witness to this conversation, and I'll just deny everything I ever said. It's his word against mine. Who do you think they're going to believe? Me or some cab driver?
4: The thing is, Mrs. Sykes, I may not have been the only other person listening.
3: Sorry? What are you talking about?
4: You have been hearing this okay,
3: Control? What's he talking about, Adam?
4: Control, you copy? Sure, Joe. I've been here the whole time. So, Mrs. Sykes, like Joe says, it won't just be Joe's word against yours. This is Detective Johnson, Mrs. Sykes. I'm not sure you've ever met, but he's been itching to meet you for quite a few years now.
3: Adam! Adam! Adam, do something. Adam, isn't that someone you can call?
4: Thanks, Control.
0: And thank you, Joe.
4: My pleasure, Angie. See you around one day, for that beer.
0: One day, Joe. One day.
2: Evie? That sounded like Evie. Evie! Evie! Is that you?
3: Don't be absurd, Adam. How could it be her?
4: You still there? Control. Hey, is is anyone out there?
2: Was that... was that really her?
4: Yeah, kind of. But I don't understand. How? Don't ask me, pal. All I know is that things in Eden don't always go the way you expect. Besides, you've got another lady you need to think about now. And some lost time to make up.
3: Four, you copy
1: Joe?
4: Sure, Charlie, I hear you.
1: You got time to pick up a guy down at Union Station?
4: Sorry, Charlie. I've got a few things to pick up of my own.
1: Sure, like a few beers from Strasburg's by any chance.
4: Actually, some flowers.
1: Flowers, Joe? What's got into you lately? You got a date or something? (laughs) Kind of. Ah, you're going someplace nice.
4: Depends on how you feel about Perpetual Forest Cemetery.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Joe.
4: That's okay. I'm just going to pick up Lucy and Adam Sykes and then we're off to pay our respects to an old friend.
1: It's hard to say goodbye sometimes.
4: Well, who knows if it's ever really goodbye. No.
1: No, I suppose not. Maybe see you later? Down at the Blue Parrot?
4: Sure, Charlie, sure. You might just do that. Lucy and Adam said they might swing by too. Until then, Bravo Four.
1: been with WEDN 1180 Paradise Radio, brought to you by Eden Fried Chicken, keeping Eden healthy, wealthy, and fried. Next up, we've got all the latest on that strange ape-like creature that's been reportedly seen in Oak Pines Park. This episode of Paradise Cab, Angie was played by Ann Cloud, Joe was Joel Johnson, Adam Sykes was Jason McKinnon, and Sylvie Sykes was played by Kim Gagliano. Detective Johnson was Cecil Archbold Jr., Charlie was Brian O'Day, the reporter was Sora Devlin, the desk sergeant was played by Wynne Manning, and the caller by Liz Murray, and the radio DJ was played by Jim Shrek. Paradise Cab was written and directed by Richard Brandon. Editing and sound design was by Joel T. Johnson, with music composed and performed by The Soul. Paradise Cab has been a Blue Parrot audio production, and if you enjoyed it, we'd really appreciate it if you could help us make some more podcasts, just by contributing the price of a cup of coffee. Come and find us right now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash paradisecab.